Hey kids, this is Chris, and this is the only podcast that matters. Welcome to the show. And let me explain exactly what the show is, because you're probably asking yourself, VaultCast, Volume 1, what the hell is that? So basically, there was a technical snafu with the show that was supposed to go up this week, but fortunately, we have had what I refer to as a show in a glass case, in the event of an emergency, break open glass. And uh, there are quite a few of these segments that we have recorded, which are otherwise unreleased, so they will eventually all be put out. No real rush. But uh, in a case like this, it seemed appropriate to just break one out because, hey, it's Friday. We need a show. So here we go. Here's stuff that even though it's been sitting for a while, it's still new to you. I mean, granted, everything is unreleased until it goes up each Friday. But there are some things we've recorded that, for one reason or another, haven't made it onto a show. So here are two of those segments. So I'm going to introduce both of them individually. And then come back on at the end of the show to send you on your merry way. But uh, this first one is actually three years old. It's from October 2010, the week before theonlypodcast.com launched. And uh, it, was, it wasn't meant for anything in particular. Andrew and I just recorded it for fun. What happened was I had read an article, which was a review by what at the time was the new album from the band Bring Me the Horizon. And I read it to Andrew, and we were just kind of laughing about it. So we just set the gear up and kind of for fun just went back and forth with each other as a rebuttal to this review that we read. Now, you'll probably notice you never hear me reference either the periodical where the review was published or the author. I've taken those out only because it was just Andrew and I basically giving our opinion on the band. And yeah, we are kind of criticizing the opinion of the author, but it wasn't necessary to call anyone out. We were just kind of having a debate for fun. And now you get to hear it here. So if you like Andrew getting angry, you're going to enjoy this bit. So this first segment is a rebuttal, if you will, for a review of a Bring Me the Horizon album and of the band itself. So enjoy. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Chris. And welcome to a special emergency. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) You ain't kidding. Emergency is right. We Emerge- called an emergency meeting of Andrew and I. The, 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 uh, the for, heavy music influence yes, ones. for the only uh, podcast that matters uh, where we will be. This this episode will be... A rebuttal. A rebuttal yeah. to the review of Bring Me the Horizon's latest release, There Is a Hell. Believe me, I've seen it. There is a heaven. Let's keep it a secret. Uh, this That's review- an emo title. Number one. That is an emo fucking title. We wanted to make this title long so it would be in an emo song. Fuck you. You aren't metal number one. That's one point down. Okay, next point. Oh, boy. You started already. All right, well, well let's... We, we read this previously. That's why we're rebuttaling we it did, now. We did, but to, be, to give me, specific feedback, I will actually be reading the article so Andrew can uh, re- rebut. <laughs> yeah, rebut. Is, uh, that the, is that the legal term? Rebute. I believe it's rebute. Is it? I believe. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? This isn't time for we're not. Yeah, we're not getting paid for this, so we're not going to bother to extend... Too much formality to it. And the article goes like this. Metalcore band Bring Me the Horizon released their third full-length album, There is a Hell, Believe Me, I've Seen It, There is a Heaven, Let's Keep It a Secret, on October 5th. Bring Me the Horizon is slowly turning into one of the most popular bands in their genre, thanks to their wild live performances and nonstop touring. Which they have. I'm not going to doubt that. This summer, they played on the main stage of Warp Tour 2010, which was a huge accomplishment. This album is only going to give them an even bigger push in popularity and establish them as one of the best metal bands around. Now, let me say something. If you are on, not that I'm doubting them because they are on, uh, what was it? Warp Tour? Tour. Warp Tour, yeah. Okay, fine. You're on Warp Tour. It's a very big tour, a lot of bands there. You are not, not 
metal, if you're on this tour, you have some kind of influence of pop punk or emo if you're on that tour. Or you're some kind of hipster fucking, you know, ironic friggin' oh, sad look, bastard yeah, metal sad, kid. Sad bastard metal fucking. I go to Guitar Center and all I do is sweet picking bullshit metal kid. <laughs> Very Sorry, true. I mean I know Kill Switch Engage was on there. You're not you're not metal if you're on Warp Tour. No, it's a punk thing. It's made by Vans. It's Vans. It's sponsored Tour. by Vans. Actually, you, know? you are correct, sir. Let's move on, shall we? Bring Me the Horizon wanted to mix up their sound a little bit on this album, and that is exactly what they did. In addition to the heavy riffs, thundering drums, and the trademark scream of frontman Oliver Ali Sykes, the band added more electronic soundscapes, orchestral melodies, and choirs. The album also features some mellow songs, which is uncharacteristic of the band. The album showcases guest vocals from electro-pop singer Lights, You, Me, at Six lead singer Josh Fran... That's the name of the Cheshi. band. You, Fran Me, at Six. Cheshi. You, Me, at Six. Yes. Like, like, we're you, gonna... me, at six. It, four words slapped together. Yeah. Yeah, like I wrestled a bear once. Yeah. And if you listen to that band, don't listen to us, because I'll come to your house, <laughs> hunt you down, and kill you. I wrestled a bear once. That is literally someone just screaming into the fucking microphone. With the most colorful t-shirts you've ever seen, yeah, folks. Yeah, like someone had a fucking spastic fit on their t-shirts and a spastic fit on the microphone, more than what I'm having right now. Yeah, Fuck. you are. You're getting very red and very sweaty. <laughs> let's let's carry on. The album also features some mellow songs, which is uncharacteristic of the band. The which album showcases uncharacteristic twice. Or are you just reading the same sentence? Again? Oh, I'm sorry. I did. Yeah, okay. I, I'm sorry. I did start the paragraph over again. Um, we didn't go over the. We stopped at you, me at six. Singer Josh Franceschi, Franceschi, whatever, and screamer Josh Scogan. Bad news if you got two dudes on your album named Josh. It's yeah. not a very metal name. Josh. No, yeah. it's not. No, that's, it should that's be, a prog name. It should be Spike Skogan. Spike Skogan? Yeah, exactly. Ripper uh, Owens? Yeah, yes. that's a fucking metal name. Exactly. Look him up. No, and, and I don't listen to progressive stuff. I don't listen to power metal. One of the middle names should be like The Hammer. Josh The Hammer, friend. Yeah, or Corpse Cheshy. Grinder. There you go. That's a name. Yeah. And George it is a real Corpse name. Corpse Grinder Fisher. Yeah, if you got a name like George Fisher, you got to put something cool like Corpse yeah, Grinder in yeah. the middle and of it. Did. So he did. So good for him. He did. And it helped him, you know, get into Cannibal Corpse, so it didn't hurt. Moving on, again, back to the article. All the songs in the album were written by Ali Sykes, and the lyrics are based on personal struggles he has had to deal with. Which is every band. In an interview with Alternative Press, Sykes said the main idea isn't about literal heaven and hell, but the heaven and hell inside of us. To break away from the article, that means emo. Yeah. That doesn't mean metal. No, see, what that was... was Because when Black Sabbath did heaven and hell almost 30 years ago, they were talking about heaven and hell. Yeah. (laughs) They weren't being ironic. (laughs) No, no, and and that's them them going, you know what, I don't want to become a scene kid and be grouped in with Christian metal by putting heaven in the title, so I have to make a, a statement now. Fuck you. If you're metal, you sing about hell a lot. Yes. Period. And what's in hell, and why hell is great. Yes. Slayer. Hell awaits. <laughs> Hello. All right. Back to the article. This album was also the first for new rhythm guitarist Jonah Weinhofen, who joined the band in March 2009 after former rhythm guitarist Curtis Ward decided to leave the band for personal reasons. That means he didn't like the music. <laughs> he had artistic he wanted to, He wanted to do real metal? Yeah, probably. Or he found another Chugga 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 band? <laughs> <laughs> Weinhofen brings a different element to the band, along with more <laughs> chugging. What way? Yeah, yeah, more chugging and more sweet picking. Yes. yes. Hey, I listen yeah. to this music too. We I sound did. we sound more like a bear being shot with a machine gun and a, a war a, a, a swarm a swarm of bumblebees. <laughs> oh, than we did with Curtis. Uh. Um, 
Uh, along with lead guitarist Lee Malia, the two shredded up and have a stellar <laughs> shredded up. Uh, <laughs> the two shredded up and have a stellar performance on the album. The band matured on this album. They have as yeah, they've they improved. Got more tattoos. <laughs> they do. They look and they're coated. Uh, dude, look at the pictures online. Mind you, while reading this article the first time, and- yeah, we did pull up the, the clips actually yes, of the songs. We did. So we, so we do have a reference. We yeah. didn't just read the article and start blasting a band for no, no reason. No, we wanted to hear these we songs. We did listen sure to the that songs were... that were specifically mentioned in the article so we could go on something. Yeah. The band has matured on this album as they have improved in every area from their previous records. The lyrics, instrumentals, and sound of the band have gotten so much better. All of this can be heard right off the bat with the opening song, Crucify Me, which, again, we did listen to. Yeah, we and, had to, uh, just to make sure that you know it was legit. Yeah. It wasn't. Crucify my ears. It did. (laughs) It's less painful. The song sets the tone for the entire album with its amazing contrast. The tempo of the song goes from being aggressively heavy to fading into a mellower sound thanks to the help of a choir and the beautiful guest vocals of Lights. On the first single off the album, It Never Ends, Molly and Weinhofen supply some heavy guitar riffs in addition to a classical undertone and once again a choir. Classical undertone. Now, classical undertone. You want to hear someone playing classical music on a guitar? Go look up Paul Gilbert. He could probably outshred any one of these little fucking pigs. <laughs> now, also, the whole thing of breaking it... Wait, was that the last song that we listened to that I was uh, saying it, that um, I know another band that did that six years ago? Was that yes, the last it, was, it was Blessed with a Curse. Blessed with a Curse, yeah. That, that, that Kill Switch Engage did that like, back six in 2000. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten years ten, ago. Ten years ago now. Yeah, back when I got into you know what was then considered uh, mallcore, metalcore. Back when you were a scene kid. Yeah, yeah. Would you now, having listened to some samples of this, would you clar- classify this as being uh, music of scene kids or mallcore? Oh yeah, because it's in Target. Yeah, it's but a- you bought, you did buy the most recent Lamb of God CD in Target, so I you did. can't throw I stones did. at being no, having I your did. your but metal no, band saying- having their album carried in Target. Yes, that just like, means your no, distribution. I mean, compare this right to place. Lamb of God. Compare this to Lamb of God, and they sell a T-shirt. No with comparison. It. Yeah. I don't like Lamb of God. I know it's you don't. Not yeah. my brand of of, of metal, metal at all. It's it's sludge crap. Well, even if you want to call it sludge, it's it's southern metal. Redneck metal. Yeah. That's what they call it. They do. The band themselves call it that. Well, they're from Virginia. What do you expect? This is true. Okay, so um, the song sums up the theme of the album, and the passion in Sykes' voice is evident as he sings the lyrics. What passion? What voice? It wasn't even that, dude. It was like... That's all I heard, dude. That's all I heard. And now, this is coming from a former scene kid. I was huge into Kill Switch Engage when Jesse uh, Jesse Leach was the singer. And all of his songs, you listen to that album, and, and actually the first Slipknot. album. And Slipknot, you know. But all of that stuff was all like, oh, I'm going to sing about my feelings, and I'm going to sing about this, and heartache and broken... I'll be really hard about it. Be really yeah, heavy. Yeah. Be really loud. But, dude, they were doing it back in 2000, and now these kids, all they do is now... From the clips that we've listened to of the songs that Chris is going to read off that um, what's Brett. This ki- Brett wrote in this article, they auto-tune their voice. What is this, T-Pain? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? You auto-tune and you're in metal? Lil no. Lane. No. Ollie no. Wayne. Yeah, Ollie Lame. Yeah. <laughs> you know what an Ollie is when it comes to skateboarding? It's a small jump. Really? Well, apparently they must have broken the board when he, they made him. <laughs> Lights is also featured on one more is also featured one more time on the album in the sad song Don't Go. The song has a very melancholy tone to it and is without a doubt the softest song the band has ever played. Yeah, which shows band the band that has melancholy stuff band. too. They're called Opeth. Look them up. Sykes has an outstanding performance on the track and is definitely one of his best. Not only did Sykes have a great performance on the album, but the rest of the band was impressive as well. On songs like Anthem, Alligator Blood, and Home Sweet Hole, 
the band's heavy sound of old can be heard. Drummer Matt Nichols keeps the tempos high with his quick drumming style, including the frequent use of a double bass pedal. If you want to hear a really good drummer, go look up Meshuggah. He does that with one fucking foot. (laughs) Moving on, Nicholas and bass player Matt Keane help set the stage for Malia and Weinhofen's electrifying riffs and Ollie Sykes' shrill singing. (laughs) singing. I didn't even hear the willy, willy, willy. No, well, we didn't get that no, far into the songs. We didn't. All we heard we didn't was want to because my ears started bleeding. That's all we heard. Yeah. With a lot of crying over the top? A lot of crying and whining and screaming. It's Screamo. It's Screamo. Back with like, As I Lay Dying did. Back in their first album, too. Yeah, this is old stuff, dude. This isn't new. They're just recycling it. Here's your favorite band again. You, Me at Six's lead singer, Josh Franceschi, uh, sings guest vocals on what appears to be the next single... And track titled, Fuck. Yes, we're original. We put obscenities as song titles. That means they're edgy. They are, aren't they? They're edgy. Very punk they call a song How very fuck. punk. The song has a lot of meaning and is one of the heaviest songs on the record. It sounds like every other song. It deals with Sykes' relationship problems of never being able to see his girlfriend. Now, there's nothing about this that had any kind of wanting for a woman. It, it didn't. It because if you're just, screaming at your woman like the way he was screaming, I mean, granted, you can, you can read, can. yeah, you, yeah, granted, you can read the lyrics and see whatever the fuck he thought he wrote down while he was high and drunk that one night. You know, it may have some meaning. Oh, I love you, baby. Da, 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 but it doesn't sound like that. It, it sounds like a cat being shoved into an exhaust pipe and then being <laughs> driven down the road at 65 miles an hour. <laughs> Fuck, man. Go listen. You want real fucking metal? Go listen to Nile. You want speed fucking thrashy metal? Go listen to Nile. Go listen to old Metallica. God. Keep reading. All right. The song has a lot of meaning and is one of the heaviest songs on the record. It sounds like every other song. Fail. It sounds like every other song. It deals with sexual... Oh, I'm sorry. We did that already. Uh, the most passionate song on the album is called... Is a song called Blacklist. The song displays the skills of Nicholas and Keane and is very... It is very drum and bass heavy. Bass and drum heavy, I apologize. The song acknowledges the departure of former rhythm guitarist Curtis Ward and how he left the band. Because he wanted doubt, to play in another band. It is without a doubt the harshest song on the album and is brutal both musically and lyrically. No, it's not. It sounds like every other song on the album. No, Death Clock is brutal. Yeah, Death Clock. Yeah, Definitely. Death Clock. One of the most interesting pieces on this album was an instrumental song called Memorial. The song consists of a constant pulse with some electric sounds, along with some other chords. Which it means gives... they have a fucking techno beat in the song. Now, I didn't hear this one, and I don't want to. Don't pull it <laughs> up, because we're recording this. No, I'm not pulling this up. It, which means they have a techno beat in the fucking song. So it's like, in the fucking background. You're not metal. Wait, it gets better, Andrew. The song consists of a constant pulse with some electric sounds, along with some other chords. It gives a nice little intro. The next song called... Blessed with a curse. Oh, Christ, here it goes. Sykes is once again on top of his game with this song, and and the contrast of heavy and light can be seen here again. The album concludes with a fast-paced closer with the help of metal singer Josh Scogan. This song is one that metal fans will bang their heads to. It took me a minute and a half to get what he considers banging his heads. And both Sykes and Grogan's growls lead to a bang of an ending. There are no To an outstanding album. There is no growling. There is no growling. It's straight up screaming into the microphone, screaming. I, I can't even give us a growl, use... Andrew. Give us a metal growl. There you go. That's that, that, guttural. That's, that's, that's guttural. That that's death metal growling. Not metalcore. Metalcore is nothing more than what Killswitch Engage and As I Lay Dying and fucking 
Shadows Fall and all of them did back in 2000 when they first really hit the scene. That's metalcore. And guess what? That was classified under metalcore too because kids went to Hot Topic just to buy that music to rebel from their fucking parents and wear dark <laughs> clothing, which they don't fucking wear anymore. They wear fucking light-colored clothing with pastels, pastels. and shit. I want pastel Neon black colors. on my shirt and I go to these hardcore shows and do ninja kicks in the fucking pit because I'm a hardcore addict but I'm going to a fucking metal show. Fuck you. You're not metal. <laughs> You all right? Keep reading. Okay. And in conclusion, this is the final paragraph of the article. And this made Chris mad. I may laugh when I read this again, actually, because it was very funny. It took me a few times to get through it, as as Andrew's giving me just a look of complete disdain. (laughs) Not not because of me, but because of the words I was reading. Here's the last paragraph. Bring Me the Horizon has evolved with the release of There's a Hell, Believe Me, I've Seen It, There's a Heaven, Let's Keep It a Secret. They're definitely coming into their own with this record, and their popularity is slowly starting to rise. Their album debuted at number 17 overall on the U.S. Billboard album chart. I'm sorry, I didn't say album, just as Billboard chart, which is an impressive feat for a metal band. It is only a matter of time before these guys will be considered... (laughs) See, he still can't read it. He still can't read the line. All right. It is only a matter of time. <laughs> Do you sorry. want me to read it? Um, no. <laughs> maybe, all right, maybe you should. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Metal Star 17, uh, Billboard chart, which is impressive. It is only a matter of time before these guys will be considered kings of the metal world and will be able to establish themselves as one of the most successful bands around. They'll be dead in two years. You think? As expiration date, you think they... I guarantee... Killswitch hasn't released an album since 2008. I haven't heard anything from them except them remaking their first album. True. These guys won't last, and they're not the kings of metal. You want to go to the kings of metal? They'll never be on Vakken. They'll never be no. at Vakken. No. No, because the Vakken people will fucking kill them. If these people even know what Vakken is. If you're listening right now and you don't know what Vakken is, you don't know what fucking metal is. True. It's not Ozfest. Ozfest is nothing more than fucking corporate shit uh, everywhere. It's Ozzy Kiss Ass Fest, actually. Because yes. I've been greatest metal band of all time, Chris. You think Kings Gr- of Metal? K- Kings. Oh, you're oh you're asking. Yeah, me. I'm asking Kings of Metal. Greatest metal band King- of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, well, of course, your opinion. All right, I'm just checking. I know if you meant the official <laughs> greatest. Greatest. Well, people they can differ with me. I, well, greatest metal band of all time is Iron Maiden. Well, yes. hands down. I, I won't disagree because they're they're the influence of the band that I bl- I love Opeth and you can heavily hear it and they're in Opeth definitely but kings of metal fuck you kings of metal <laughs> I'd like to see them go up against fucking three inches of blood no True. I don't listen to them because they're mutiny within huh mutiny within even Mut- and they're There's from New Jersey band. come on support from New Jersey metal fucking mut- mutiny within man let's go they need more fucking press I haven't heard anything about them either and they're they have fucking a t-shirt good. hot topic though. Finally. Finally. You get yeah. their CD at Best Buy. They're getting some distribution, which good. is good. But they they're on Roadrunner, it. aren't they? I believe so. I'm pretty sure they're on Roadrunner. Well, everyone's on Roadrunner. I'm they surprised are. Bring Me isn't. You know why? Because <laughs> they have fucking techno shit in their songs, and Roadrunner's even like, Who fuck does that shit. It? Who gives a shit? Probably I'm Electra. I'm curious. Let's, let's look it up really quickly, because right. I am curious who puts it out. Yeah, but Electra has Metallica, so. We yeah, well. Just... He's on Amazon, folks, typing in Bring Me. It should be right. Actually, it's right there. First option. Yes. Bring Me the Horizon in music. See, even my dog barks at this bullshit. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, this is them. This is them. That's the one that they censored out the fucking cover because they think they're cool with the girl gutting herself on the fucking cover. It's not guts. It doesn't even look like guts. It looks like she's holding a bunch of melted candy. 
Epitaph. It's a punk label. Oh, so there you go. Oh, Even more is. proof. Epitaph. I'm sure it's not on fucking Victory. Epitaph is the home of, well, once home of bands like Offspring. Now Weezer's on Epitaph, actually. They're no longer See, with there Geffen. you go. That's why they probably hooked up with some of the guys from Weezer who use that stuff. Now, Weezer is not that bad. I, I have an eclectic taste. I listen to some Weezer. Whatever. But they, and they, uh, it's acceptable for them to get away with some auto-tuning and whatnot because it, in their songs, they tastefully use it. You know what's funny? When you go, again, I'm on Amazon.com looking this up. Customers suggested these items. or uh, I'm sorry. Other customers also bought items in these categories. And looking at it, the only things that anyone has bought were all other Bring Me the Horizon CDs. I see Linkin so, Park on there. No, it's not Linkin Park. That is, his name was Iron. His name was Iron. Yeah, that's the name of Chariots for Hire is the name of the album. Shit. Sure. And the band is called His Name Was Iron. Really? Any, uh, closing statements. Your, your thoughts on Bring Me the Horizon and the opinion stated in this album review. I do not agree at all. He must be going through his second puberty as I call it, <laughs> at least musically, because I feel like I sound like some kind of old man right now talking about how great Opeth and other bands are. Back in my day. Yeah, back in my day. Metal but, was about the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it was and how much we it loved it. It was about it. the devil. <laughs> Not about... It was about darkness. It wasn't about missing your girlfriend. Yeah, missing my girlfriend, missing my past loves. They even, he even said that there's a pop star on it. No. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Is there another way? I can... Nine. No, I need more languages to say no in. The, the whole sad bastard music was done by fucking Trent Reznor back in the day, and he did it good. Go yeah, listen to Nine Inch Nails. Some music. Yeah. His, his drums weren't real, so he didn't have to trigger. Well, exactly. he did trigger them, but he didn't have to trigger and he didn't a make real any, drummer. Yeah, exactly. You want real? You want real good drumming? Real good metal drumming, because I'd say real good drumming, I'd say Neil Peart. But real good metal drumming, look up the guy from Meshuggah. Look up... Uh, uh, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. Portnoy, formerly of, course, of Dream Theater. Formerly of Dream Theater, now of... Currently for hire. <laughs> currently for hire, playing with Avenged Sevenfold. That's the best modern answer, though, to metal, is that and uh, Disturbed. That's the, the most but accessible. Those, those are the most, yeah, accessible and most... I don't have a thing against Avenged Sevenfold. I don't com- listen to commercial. them that often, but I don't have a thing against them. They're, they're, they try... They try for the double axe attack. It's just the sound they produce. It's just, it's just, and that's another thing. Every video we played that for Bring Me was it, the sound of the album was just badly produced. Yeah, the actual production of it. The and engineering, it like, the sound quality. We looked was for not multiple, great. like when the first song, Crucify Me, when he mentioned that. We looked that up. There was one that was just a really shitty recording of the song, and some guy just posted a fucking, you know, the picture on the album cover on the, uh, for on the, the video. video. Yeah, but it was just a really shitty recording. So we found someone else, and it was slightly better, and that was slightly, kind of it. slightly. It, but the production of the the no, it was just hard. It was so low. There were no highs. They didn't emphasize his singing at all. He mixed right in with the guitars. It sounded like they were just doing a different guitar riff. Like even I'll go back to like you know, as I lay dying, you could distinctly hear him screaming in the in the foreground and the guitars in the background and, and what was the last what was that what was uh blessed with a curse yes get a drink of water point to your mother and yeah come on that hasn't been done ever breakdown yeah let the kids in the pit start swinging their fucking kicks around seriously whenever i see kids do that in the pit i want to break their legs 
<laughs> they get kicked out of Starland for doing that shit. Really? Yeah, I watch fights happen. I watch kids get kicked out because they're doing the ninja shit in the fucking pits. Awesome. You go to a metal show, just push people or do a circle pit. Or if you're a Lamb of God concert, do the fucking Wall of Death. I know I know another band <laughs> did that before them. They copied that. But still, whoever, even, whatever band did that first, do the Wall of Death. But even then, there was an interview with the bass player from uh, Suicide Silence. He said... The, the interviewer was like, how do you use the bass in a different way than most other bases? He turned around and said, I turn the pick sideways so it gives it more of a growl. Nice. No, that's called picking your bass. <laughs> there is no difference. There, I've tried it. I don't hear any difference. I tried it on multiple bases, in multiple head units, in multiple amplifiers. There is no difference. You're breaking picks. You're wearing out your picks too fast. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Anything you have to say, Chris, about the best metal, the kings of metal? Uh, the future kings of metal? I hope it's not Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. That's what I have. Not a fan. Don't don't get it. If the lyrics are so important and emotional, then make it so people can understand it. Don't scream it, because then all you're doing is going for a sound. You're putting the and sound... And your fans lose their voices. Well, that's Because they're trying to mimic you. But my problem with the whole... Scre- I mean, I classify this more as screamo than I would metalcore, of course guaranteed but the thing i don't get about anybody who screams i can say any singer who screams anybody who screams is that they're putting more emphasis on the sound than what they're trying to actually say you know and you can say that you went to you went to a music school i did you know you have someone of an academic i have have a degree you know an academic (laughs) background in this certified musician you know but this stuff me listening to these bands wonders why i'm not famous why we are not famous, Chris and I, in Don't. our band. It'll happen. Well, that's why we need to step up. We do. We Apparently, have we to. can be the kings of metal. All we need to do is uh, just, just play, be, make play me, fast Make me the front angry. man. Yeah, make me the front man. I can do this. <laughs> that's what it takes. And this is what it takes to make a successful rebuttal, I'd say. So, I, I agree. Well, until next time, folks, this is Chris. This is Andrew, and this has been the only rebuttal that mattered. And he's back. Him meaning me. So this next segment is actually something that is part of the cursed first uh, phrase cast show. Hey, wait a minute. You just did a phrase cast last week. Yes, we did. But this is this recording has the distinction of being the first thing we ever recorded with Metal Jimmy. What happened was, if you haven't heard of the phrase cast saga already, the first one we had to record several times. I think the third time was the one that uh, it actually came out. And uh, frankly, that show was maybe six months into our first year, so it's been quite a while since you've heard any of this material. But feel free to go back and listen to PhraseCast 1, because we touch on a lot of these same topics again. But we recorded the first PhraseCast at the end when we went to save the audio file. The software malfunctioned and basically only recovered the second half of the recording. Now, we didn't know this at the time. I didn't know until I went back in to actually put the show together. So what we did was... We recorded some more with Jimmy just the first time he was going to get together with us and do something because we kind of had a list of phrases we wanted to go over and all that and things that irritated us or that we wanted to debate about and explore. So we thought, we'll cut a new intro, we'll introduce Jimmy, and then I'll just edit the files together and we'll just make it seem like Jimmy's been quiet the whole time when, in fact, it would have been mixed with a file that was recorded when he wasn't there. But it didn't work out that way, so we ended up just re-recording the entire show from scratch and that is the final version that you can hear, which was episode 24, by the way, if you want to go back and listen to it. And by virtue of the fact that 
the final version, as I said, was re-recorded. This half hour just sat and was never used for anything. So much so that before I put together this first volume of recordings from the vault, I hadn't heard it since the night we actually recorded it. And uh, it's been sitting for so long, actually, this collection itself that you're listening to right now, I actually had to re-record the intro that you just heard, this bit right now, and the ending as well, just because everything needed updating. Because when I originally put this show together, the intro mentioned the fact that, hey, this recording's almost two years old now. So this particular volume has been sitting, so it's just as well that it comes out. But since we did the show, even though we did touch on some of the same phrases in what became PhraseCast, this conversation still has a different flavor to it because there's another person involved. There's a fifth person sitting in. And naturally, a conversation is just going to take whatever turn. Even if we had the same conversation repeatedly, no two shows, even about the same subject, would sound the same just because of the flavor of the conversation, the aural flavor, A-U-R, forget it. Anyway, this is a really funny piece of previously unreleased material recorded in August of 2010. Now, you will notice, because this was two months before the segment you just heard, there is definitely a difference in the recording quality, which goes to show how quickly we became more adept at using the equipment, because this one sounds not as good. It has been tweaked, so the audio sounds better, but the bit with just Andrew and I that you heard, we'd definitely gotten a better command of the gear in the two months between these recordings. And incidentally, even though Jimmy's in it, he doesn't really talk much. And for you longtime listeners, this is also because it was this was recorded about five weeks after we started recording the first episodes of the show. So if any of you know from the early days, this is around the time when Jack didn't say much. I mean, he does bring up a few things, but overall, there's a lot of Jack just kind of saying, mm-hmm, and yeah, probably because we hadn't started talking about Batman yet. But uh, there actually are references to two shows as well, which never came to be, which are going to be more like bash fests anyway, so I don't think it's any kind of loss. But two of the shows that were discussed before we even started doing shows were going to be Greencast and PETAcast, where Andrew and Ryan really just want to pick on the Green Movement and attack PETA as an organization. So those never came to be. But it was funny to hear that and think, oh, yeah, I remember we were discussing that like three and a half years ago. And uh, look at that, they never came to be. So there we go. And, of course, the outtakes at the end of the show, as was the comment at the time where Ryan couldn't close the show properly, they have been left intact. So enjoy this bit of PhraseCast and the first recordings we did with Metal Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, you tell us some phrases that bother you. You haven't said much this whole show. It is what it is. That seems to be one that just gets on my nerves. Like, uh, it is what it is. I hate hearing that as if it's like the final word on everything. Well, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like giving up. I yeah. hate that. Oh, it's very no, depressing, it. isn't it? it we is. can't change yeah. what it is, so we'll just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand that. <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> yes. right. That's what she said. One. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Zing. Um, fell right into it. Jack. <laughs> so, uh, one uh, phrase that I would like to discuss that has been around for a very long time, it doesn't really make much sense, is the phrase uh, known as the starving artist. Now, mm. I've never really understood how artists are judged by how much they eat or 
Is that, how, is that how they're paid? Oh, man, this guy just replicated a Picasso, so we're going to give him a cheeseburger this week. <laughs> but, you know, once he, if he doesn't pass finger painting, he gets those uh, those crispy blocks of cardboard that they used to eat during the Civil War. Like the, the Union soldiers. Ration, or like, an, like yeah. an MRE. So, yeah, sometimes, sometimes he's starving. Sometimes, you know, he, he's got a, a whole pizza. Yeah, you never hear about the, the affluent artist. The, the yeah. only way I could... I can somewhat defend that phrase is the fact that oh that is the fact that um most artists that didn't hit it right off the bat and get something famous done they're starving because they don't have any fucking money because they don't have a real goddamn job oh yeah exactly you know they're What's wrong a, with that they're crashing on on their friend's couch in a yeah, a, a yeah. ratty studio apartment in L A <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> or Farmingdale <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> or Farmingdale New Jersey watching know, a dog for uh, all the iced tea I can drink. <laughs> uh, I didn't say I. I mean this hypothetical person we're talking about. All right. Um, my uh, next bullshit. I have one for pronunciation. God damn it! <laughs> Fine. Go. No, because this has been bothering me. You're right. rude, sir. Let's go. Rude. We know that. So <laughs> let's let's go around. I'm just going to point to you guys because I want to hear what everybody says, and then I'll, I'll let you know how I pronounce this one. Okay. Tell me how you pronounce the following word spelled this way: P E C A N. Oh, pecan. 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 Okay. I'm pecan as well, so. Ha! Ha! Two of you can kiss pecan my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that's how you... Con? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, the geek came out of yeah. him finally. Yeah. Shh, nerd. <laughs> hey. Thanks for that, Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it. The only really podcast that next matters. Time, though. Con! Con! There we How's go. How's that? Okay. Holy All shit. Blue. That went off the chart. <laughs> if you can see the sign wave. Jesus, it's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 10.0 on the Richter scale. So I was giving it all she's got, yeah. Captain. <laughs> well, why does that bother you? Why is the pronunciation of pecan? Because I'm a or prick. That's about it. There's <laughs> really not a good reason for it. No argument I just, here. I hear. All right, here. All right. Then if you have a pronunciate a pronunciation, because I can't even say that word. Yeah, you have a pronunciation. Pronunciation. There is a um a, a you flavor. <laughs> um, it's the opposite of chocolate. Vanilla. Verniller. <laughs> As they say in North Jersey. Yeah, right. They do. Go ahead. Verniller. Yeah. Vanilla. They have the R on the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They take the R off words where they belong. Like, say, okay, store, store. Van- right. It's vanilla. There's an I-L-L-A. Vanilla. Yeah, I always pronounce it like it's E-L-L-A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. I do, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I got yelled at constantly by my cousin Chris because he's like, it's vanilla. It's vanilla. It's Nilla wafers. It's vanilla. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Good point. It is. It's not, <laughs> whereas pecan is kind of ambiguous. Yeah, do you ever hear so. that, as a, that last part as a derogatory term for white people lately? Nilla's? Nilla? Yeah. 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 Yeah, as, that's, oppo- that's as opposed to, as opposed happening to a lot. you know, the other Ryan, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Ryan. talking about Nilla? What you call yeah. again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. That dog's mad Nilla. Yeah. This yeah, Nilla. Nilla! Anyway. This Nilla crazy. I said, I said that so Nilla too, really. <laughs> oh, we're using that for Jack, you're from Brick. Here. You're from the whitest town. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, Jimmy is too, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, another, but see, yeah. he, did, he didn't bother to... We just got the automobile three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't have any rednecks in your town either? Uh, Well, if it is Brick Tucky, there's got to be some 
some redneck element doesn't there. Yes. Well, then yeah, someone created a way to make wheels yeah. turn. Just go to Walmart. Uh, it does help in Walmart, so, yeah. you know. All right. How y'all doing? Yeah. They don't have guns in this Walmart, now. We got to go to we gotta go to go uh, the, the, the Brick Armory and pick up our shotguns. But, yeah, but, just but. as a little, a little tangent, uh, <laughs> I love how Walmart, especially the ones in the South, will carry guns, hunting equipment, booze, ski masks, and other things like that, but <laughs> well, they won't carry a CD that has a parental advisory on it. <laughs> well, well what can you say? For all your well, redneck well, needs. Yeah. Coming yeah. from where Ryan, Ryan and I shared an experience down in Georgia because we went, we went to one of our friend's weddings Yeehaw. down there. And the whole thing, he says, oh, guns and booze and everything in Walmart happened to us. We walked into Walmart because it was one right next to the hotel we were staying at. And it was actually the biggest part of this town. The, the big fucking attraction was the goddamn Walmart. And it wasn't that little redneck kid talking to yeah, you about it, the, yeah, BB the BB guns, like showing you how to fire it. Me and my daddy, well, see, this one right here, this one right here, he, this one has a better aim on it, and the, you might as well buy that handgun right there, because that shotgun's not no bad. Me and my daddy shoot out, sit outside and shoot the bear cans that he just got done drunken, so, uh, yeah. yes. I don't no, care, you little, you little shit kicker, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went three aisles over and bought ourselves some alcohol. Yeah. I'm not joking. In Walmart. In Walmart, yeah. Yes. In Next every other state, though, you can buy like you can buy alcohol in. If anyone knows what a Wawa is, or let's say a Seven Eleven, you can buy in every other state. You can buy them, you know, mm-hmm. and in stores like Target, you can buy beer and wine and stuff yeah. like that. In other states, yes, it's a New Jersey thing. It has to for be. whatever reason. It's some kind of legislation. Well, yeah, just as a yeah, they will carry. You know, a CD with uh, filled filled with profanity, but they won't with carry. The guns. Well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. with the parental of at least, yeah, they're warned. You know. Yeah, which makes the right thank you Tipper better. Gore yeah fuck yeah. Tipper that, that, actually, is, no, that is kind actually, of the point of those should, labels you should thank Tipper Gore because yeah. that just made record sales go up mm-hmm. putting a parental true. advisory oh, yeah, on that's records. true it's more tempting that way isn't it exactly at least yeah. when I was for people like Andrew yeah. oh, of course. Bad, bad words bad words What's this? oh there's dirty words in here this must be good <laughs> yeah there's a little sticker on this slip cannot CD <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy it <laughs> they might say like effing what <laughs> I didn't think they had words in that CD. It was all. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard any Sounds like someone's starting a lawnmower. Yeah. Rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> it's like demons are battling in my car. I have a not a not a phrase, but an actual word that um, I believe has been misused. And honestly, in one sense, I don't think it should even exist. The word homophobic. Ah. Um, mm, now, if okay. we break the word down, homo, at least in this sense, is coming from the term homosexual. And phobic being a irrational, petrifying fear of something. So essentially what this word means is an irrational, petrifying fear of a gay person. Yet they use it in the context of almost like an, like, um, like a hate monger, which is another phrase I'll get into after I finish this. Like, oh, as soon as you disagree with anything a gay man or woman says, you're a homophobe. I'm not afraid of you. It's I disagree with your view on whatever the topic was we were talking about. But you wouldn't use the term homophobe to describe that. No. Because that's not like you have a fear, like the way some people are afraid of heights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or afraid yeah, of or spiders. Yeah. Like that, see, that understand, because I actually work with this, our one friend. He is petrified of spiders. He wouldn't walk into my house because there was a shitload of cobwebs on the front door. Oh, dude, I was terrified of that, too. I, I hate yeah. spiders. Would he yeah, not walk into your apartment yeah. if Brandon was here, then? No, well, not no, not Berkowitz. I would. <laughs> okay, well, let's say let's say we take a in in this case uh, hypothetically, Berkowitz is in fact uh, homophobic in the same capacity. He can't stand spiders. He can't stand uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a man yeah. who lies down with another man. 
Well, in some if fashion, that, if that was the case, yes, I would understand the term. But but that's not really people don't get like deathly afraid of like he's what? Yeah. Oh uh, my god, he likes other men, or yeah. oh my god, she likes other women. No, you know I, the only way I can justify that term is some fucking fanatical Christian evangelist whatever came up with it because they thought that you know it's so unnatural because God said so mm. that they became afraid of it. Mm. I don't understand no, I agree. what the fear is. It's it's kind of a misuse of the it is of the it, term. It's a misnomer, if anything. Sure, that's true. What were you going to say about um oh, mo- the hate word, monger? The, or monger. Pre, uh, suffix monger a- attached to everything. When I first heard the term, it was used on mostly all these uh, you know political ads and whatever else. It's like he's a hate monger and uh, you know monger this monger that. Like, a monger. The last time I heard it was a fishmonger. It's a person who gives or who, or who makes their 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 business is to uh, in at least in the fishmonger case the, to butcher fish and fillet fish and give it to you that way. So literally that so hate monger in my mind is someone standing up there handing out like hate handing out yeah, hate yeah here's some hate for you want some more hate mm. this is good hate mm, See, tasty uh, you want uh, some haterade with that uh, what a shame I've never met a whoremonger then <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not my luck I guess <laughs> now if we're on the if we're on the topic of sexuality uh, let's discuss the uh, concept of the metrosexual which oh, is oh that's term another that, land term yeah now. In, in today's society, a metrosexual would be someone who is considered to be very fashionable, well-dressed, well-groomed. Well-groomed, yeah. Ma- male. And, typically male. Yeah, typically male, and by all outward appearances would lead you to believe that they're screaming gay, but... <laughs> it used to be called clean. Yeah. Yeah. Newsflash. Some guys care about how they look. Yeah. Yeah. What a shock. Andrew's but, used that on yeah, me a few times. This is, I think, aimed toward the ones who take it overboard and... Oh, definitely. You know, and, uh... Supposedly they're heterosexual, and this it just almost sort of rhymes with metrosexual, and um, because of that, the term was born. Seems so. uh, City dwelling is actually uh, (laughs) goes into it too, like very fashionable, really, like Soho, New York kind of guys who city dwelling. Yeah, so you're more metro metro if you live in Soho. Yeah, that's the the fashionable city type. Yeah, okay. So if you're in Salt Lake or uh, you know Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah, park. not so much. Yeah. yeah. I, never made, I never made sense. Metrosexual. I thought, like, what? You, you have fascination for trains or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you come uh, up with that one? You know? Nothing gets me off like a locomotive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those steam engines. Chugga, 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 chugga. Choo, choo. It's like. <laughs> sex on the subway. Yeah. yeah that sounds pretty good, actually. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? They move Haven't done fast. that, have you, Andrew? No, no, mm-hmm. that, no. Yeah, that's the one place he hasn't. I just love this well, yeah. <laughs> it, it would be the fastest sex of his marriage because he'd be like, "I hate New York. Let's just get out of here." <laughs> All right, yeah. let's go. Off like a hobo watching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like what you see? Pay me five fucking dollars. I'll give you a video of it. <laughs> hey, you like subway sex? <laughs> hey, you like mouth sex? <laughs> Thank you, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> no, I'm cutting that out. Yeah, it's that's a bullshit. Uh, another uh, phrase that I'd like to discuss, and we're going to discuss this as a topic at greater length in another podcast, but the concept of going green. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. I, I will second Taggart's um, discussion point because this is going to be part of our, or at least what I would like to call the uh, PETA cast. Or the green or cast. Green, green cast, cast I yeah. think, is all-encompassing. Yeah. And yeah. I would just like to know since when we started referring to a color as a direction. 
So where where were we before? <laughs> I guess we're, I, we were probably black. We right? were brown. Yeah, brown we were or brown. black. Very dirty. Red, smoggy, red, red, perhaps. Because of the blood we've spilt over the years. Oh, yeah. So we're going green. But this, yes. is, this is going to be discussed at greater length. We're going away. Time. That's what but I want to know. What are we going away from? Yeah. If we're going green, yeah. we were. We that's probably, a good probably, question. I'd yeah. say black because of the oil. And yeah, the oil, bullshit. smog, blah, blah, blah. Coal. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. I have a phrase that kind of irritates me. One of my stepsisters used to say this when she was younger and kind of still does today. Forever in a day. It's oh, a really okay. long time. <laughs> oh, it's going to take me forever in a day to get this project done. It's going to take forever in a day to do it. How about just 10, 15 minutes? Just give me an estimate. Right? You know, <laughs> That's kind of an oxymoron. Well, if you're going to go that route, if well, i got shit to do. Hurry up. Right, how, <laughs> how does has forever have a day? Have room for a day on the end of it. <laughs> well, if you're going to go that route, which there's another word that we probably all say different. Route. Route. Root. Root. Yeah, yeah. root. Yeah. You lose again, uh, fucker. Actually, I was on the winning team that first time. All I right. say row Ute. It's a draw. The, the whole overemphasis oh, but Jack loses. everything. The, yeah. the whole overemphasis is like, oh, I slept for like a million years. Really? Are we in spaceships yet? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, Ripple. Oh, I bet that deserves yeah. like a million calories. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, since Jack, you uh, mentioned the word estimate, I'd like to... Uh, <laughs> Do a little segue here into the uh, the word we call the guesstimate or guesstimate, which is a combination of an estimate and a guess, which are which? just about the same thing and combined yeah. into one word. That's a way of making is, your making your guess sound a little more um, plausible. Yeah, sophisticated. It just sounds yeah. like somebody. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, but I'm going to sound a little bit smarter about it than I normally would have. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. It's a guess. Annoying. Just call it a guess. Yeah. I like a to guess. I like to estimate. Which one do I do? I'll guesstimate. That's what it sounds yeah. like. I think they use that in math class, actually. I wouldn't doubt that one of my teachers, Miss Paul or something, used that. Ah. Guesstimate? Yeah. Get, yeah guesstimate. It sounds like, yeah. I, I hope as a certified teacher wouldn't use a word like that. <laughs> I wouldn't Which think is, so. really isn't even a word. Hey, dude, look what school we went to. Mm, true. Good point. You know. Taken. Yeah. Um, let's see what we got here. Oh, <laughs> this is good. You're all going to like this because I'm sure you all realize how this always goes down. When someone says, with all due respect, it is almost 100% of the time followed by <laughs> Something some sort completely of disrespectful. disrespectful. <laughs> like, with all due respect, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it always, always comes off. I get that a lot. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. With all I bet due respect. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you see, do you see this bird yeah. that's getting flipped at you? Yeah. I do. All right. Too bad we don't have a camera here. Damn. This would be a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah, but no one would tune in. Yeah. No one, <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I've been no one wants to, to see yeah. four guys clustered on a couch and one sitting away from them for the sake of yeah. looking somewhat hetero. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You homophobe. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a bunch of metrosexuals like who the, uh, don't look good. Yeah. It would be kind of like the, that concept of the, uh, what was that first song that um, Blues Traveler did? Run Around? Uh, Run Around, where they did the video where... They were singing backstage, and none of them. Oh, John really Popper good. was off stage. John Popper was off stage. The rest stage, of the band was there, and they had another the guy, good-looking singer. singer. Yep. Yeah, well, that, yep. was a, that was a that was a um, like they they a joke on the, what was that one song? It was it was kind of a dance song where they had the song. Millie Vanilli. W- no, 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 no. It was with female singers. Um, the song was actually sang sung by two heavy set black women, but in the video they had two very thin, attractive-looking black women singing it. Yeah. Um, so as if you actually saw who you were listening to, yeah. you wouldn't like uh, it anymore. Yeah, uh, Millie Vanilli. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. The guys were like in their forties, 
And then, like, yeah, we need some new people. So they got two models. Yeah, you're like, I like this when you hear it. And then when you see it, you're like, oh, no, not so much anymore. Mm, probably. Yeah. Who gets really, really irritated when someone says the phrase, you can have your cake and eat it too? Am I the only one? Not when I'm at a bakery. Really, really, really I, I annoying. Really, you know. If I'm at a bakery, that's the only time it's the acceptable. The cake is a lie. Yeah. The cake is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if I if I have cake, there is yeah, it's only likely. one ends to this equation. <laughs> 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 no. I'm fucking yeah. eating it. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and stare at it. Mm. It's going into one place, you know. So can I eat it too? Yeah, is that all right? Just say say in your mouth. Go ahead. Come on, do it. In my mouth. That's right. That's right. Thanks. You say it slower. In my mouth. Mm. <laughs> Fucking pervs. Yeah. You got it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I could care less about what you have to say. Yeah, I bet you can. Or I couldn't care less about what you have to say. Now, see, what? people say both. I could yeah. care less. As in, so you care a little? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. could I could possibly care I less. I could care less. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means you care. Or you couldn't okay, care less. Okay, maybe I do. Couldn't care less makes sense. Like you couldn't possibly care less if yeah. you tried. Like it's yeah. physically impossible for you to care less. That I get. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah. It's like, could you? so you care about it then. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Because or, you do hear it both ways. Yeah. It's yeah. not as effective as I don't care. That yeah. is pretty much right on point. Yeah, it's pure, that's <laughs> finite. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's no misinterpretation to be had. Uh, there's, another, there's another kind of funny phrase that I, I would like to discuss. Something that this uh, show of ours probably did in the first episode, that of <laughs> jumping the shark. Has anyone ever heard of that? What? Yeah. We're going to need a bigger that, boat. Yeah. <laughs> supposedly it's that point where, um, according to uh, the lore these days, where a TV show basically went bad. And a lot of those happen in the very first episode for a lot of shows. The point <laughs> where a show jumped the, the shark is where it just went to shit. Basically, it's... You mean, so, in terms of like not building enough momentum? Yeah, in terms okay. of not building enough momentum or just not being good anymore, there's a point where the show mm. jumps the shark where it's it's just done. It was so, good for a while, and there's this one episode where we're like, oh, we don't have anything left. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that was they based on the... something yeah. ridiculous out there and hope it sticks. Hope, yeah. Hope yeah. people like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was based on the Happy Days episode where like I think Fonzie actually tried to jump over a shark. Yes. So I think it was derived <laughs> from that, yeah. just from that point forward, you know. Oh, okay. See, I was going to say, like, where the fuck would you get something like that from? Yeah, like, it seems like a weird combination. sharks? Yeah, yeah. and fail, you know, and doesn't fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, oh, look at the that living point. jump sharks and don't fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dead try and uh, yeah, they get eaten. Very true. That is kind of a random phrase. See, had you not mentioned the happy days thing, I really would have wondered about that. Like, let's take a couple of verbs, yeah. put them in this hat. We're going to take some nouns and put it in this hat. How are we going to describe when a show goes wrong? Jump. Shark. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Like the way a certain show writes its jokes, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you talk about a free internet show? <laughs> no. <laughs> One a little close to home? And there is uh, definitely one more that absolutely makes my blood boil. And it's one that you hear in a lot of rap songs these days when a woman is referred to as a shorty. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Yeah. My if you blood want boil. A, a boo, because they're mispronouncing that, because that's French also. I don't remember how it's phonetically supposed to be, but it's not boo as in, like, oh, the ghost said boo. Well, it's, it would be beau. That's, it, yeah, yeah, but oh. they pronounce it boo. Every uh, oh, my yeah. boo, my boo. Mm-hmm. No, fuck you. It's my bow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but because it doesn't rhyme. With I mean, anything, a, a bow is is typically a guy. Like, oh, it is. That, yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, oh, it started, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like a woman would say, "My bow." Yeah, my bow. That's oh, my see, guy. B e a u. Yeah. So, the, yeah. is there a female term? 
Or would it just be transgender? Would, uh, Boet. <laughs> I got like nothing. That. that sounds like a speech impediment. I, I, took French. <laughs> I took French for six years. I don't remember a goddamn word of it. So, yeah. Why would you take French for Thank six you, years? Thank you, Yeah. <laughs> well, what the hell is wrong with I you? I learned enough Spanish just by walking through the school, so I didn't want to take that. And uh, yeah, it was either that or German, and that's yeah, I can't deal with that. In high school, you could have taken Italian, though. Oh yeah. So what else was? Yeah. Wasn't there something else that was only offered Japanese. in high school? Japanese, yeah. right? Andrew was the one person who took the class <laughs> in high school. I did. They Japanese. Had, they had to watch the class on a TV. Well, I would have taken. I, I took Jap- I took like uh, I'd say one uh, one semester of Japanese. Yeah, it was really? you. You and yeah. that other girl, and you had to watch the class on a TV. Like yeah. they didn't actually have someone to teach it. No, there was no physical. <laughs> there, was a, there was a teacher present, so like he could you know take attendance and whatnot. But um, there was no teacher physically there to show us stuff. It was actually broadcast from Virginia, and we got you know the transmission. And we, uh, you could, uh, if you were good enough, you could call in, have this uh, telephone conference basically, through with the teacher on the TV. You know, like, there was a bunch of other classes pre webcam, pretty much, yeah, yeah very much yeah. so. Um, there were a bunch of other schools that actually called in. Like the the teacher on the TV would say, you know, oh, you know, Richmond, you know, what does this mean? You're on the line. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah. It's like, oh, Welcome to on, Japanese on, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Jap one. You have anything, Jack? Actually, I haven't I heard do. from you in a while. Actually, I do. There's some people who go with long, drawn out sentences, like to tell. No, not us. Really? <laughs> <laughs> or that sounds familiar. Yeah, too many people just like, and you're trying to like they'll start off a conversation. So <laughs> I was at the, you know, whatever. It just gets. It's like get to the point, please. Just you know. Yeah, we get it. You weren't yeah. enjoying yourself. The, the longer yeah, yeah. it takes, the more important it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I, I, see, I you're waiting for this that. big build-up, and you're like, this is going to blow me away. Yeah, oh, they're done with this, so... I'm going to need you yeah. to say five minutes after work. Really? That's what you called me over yeah. here for? Okay, Bill Lumberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got those TPS reports for me? No. <laughs> no. I, normally, when I, when I hear someone, at least like through either text, instant message, or whatever, you put so with like a bunch of O's after it is after like some kind of awkward conversation or a very long break between well, that's conversing because with the person. That's different though. Like I do that sometimes too, but that's for emphasis. It's because you're not as a pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean because there's no inflection in text. But you can have an inflection in your voice when you're saying anything. Well people and you're actually that, speaking to somebody. People do that like say like on a first date or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out with girl, guy, whomever, and, like, you have this really good conversation, and all of a sudden it dies for, like, maybe even a couple seconds. And you're like, so, anyway, you know. This and you, you silence troll is those, awkward. You, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Ryan started it. Uh, who's going to end it? Jack. Okay. Yes. That's fine. Okay. Right, so we go uh, do, do, do an exit. All right, folks, this has been another fun-filled episode. All right, folks, that's it for this week. Until next time. Ryan, Chris, me. Yes. Well, folks, this has been another fun-filled episode of The Only Podcast That Matters. No, wrong. We end it with The Only Podcast That Matters. Oh, this, this has been another fun-filled episode. Period. Yeah. This has been another fun-filled week. We hope you enjoyed it. There's some some right, kind yeah. of bullshit like that. Well, folks, this has been another fun-filled week. This is Ryan. This is Chris. This is Andrew. And this is Jack, and you've been listening to another fantastic episode of the only podcast that matters. Why don't we do that again and include Jimmy? 
Yeah. Wow, what a fucking concept. <laughs> 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 like, 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 no, we should do we should do we should do it like we do the four of us and go, Hey, what about me? You're what I miss, guys? Yes. Hey, what about me? Who are you? <laughs> Let us end the show. Who are you? Right, right. So go again. Yes, go again. Oh, oh, you're awake? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Oh, right. So, folks, this has been another fun. Dude, you got to leave that air first. Well, folks, this has been another fun-filled week. This is Ryan. Why don't you do until next time or something like that? You can't speak. This is another okay. fun-filled week. Yeah. End of the show. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you long. Three, two, one. Uh, this has been another fun-filled week. This is Ryan. What the fuck? Uh, I just God, said until God. next time. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Where's that letter opener? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a blunt object. Yeah. Andrew, hold it over his head. <laughs> So, folks, this has been another fun-filled week. Until next time, this is Ryan. This is Chris. This is Andrew. And this is Jack, and you've been listening to another fantastic edition of the only podcast that matters. What up, this, guys? Who the hell are you? Who are you? Who are you? are still here? Get out of here, you hobo. What So that does it for Volume 1 of VaultCast. Yeah, there probably will be more volumes of these in the future, because there are many more recordings which we've done that are sitting in the digital archive, which... At some point, we'll end up putting out in bits and pieces, in volumes, if you will. In the meantime, follow the show on Twitter at The Only Podcast. Give the show the thumbs up on Facebook. If you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. And uh, go check out some of our clips on SoundCloud.com slash The Only Podcast. Check out our videos on YouTube.com slash The Only Podcast, including our documentary, Running Amok in Boston, which was just re-released on YouTube. So go get that in your face. And, of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes, give the show five stars, write a little review. You can also check the show out on apps such as BlackBerry Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Beyond Pod. And you should, because you know what? Even when technology isn't in our favor, we will still deliver a show to you people. So, that'll do it. Until next time, this is Chris, and this is the only podcast that matters. (laughs) 